This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thrilled today to be visiting with a brilliant physician leader of a health system. We're, we're talking today with Dr. David Dunkel. Dr. Dunkel is the CEO of the Johnson's Memorial Hospital System. He's going to talk to us today about a few different issues, sort of big priorities heading into 2023, what he's most excited about, and then also this issue that's kind of a constant daunting issue of large health system versus smaller health system, who's better positioned for the future, what works, what doesn't work, and what more. David, Dr. Dunkel, can you take a moment to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Dr. Dave Dunkel, President and CEO of Johnson Memorial Health. I'm just entering my fourth year in this position, but I've been in the organization for since 2003, as a, starting as a family physician, Vice President of Medical Affairs, and now the CEO. Thank you. Give us a sense of the size of the Johnson Memorial Health System, and then some of your thoughts on mega system. There's a little bit of a rage again towards mega systems versus smaller systems. Some of your sense of the issues and what works and doesn't work. Yeah, sure. So we're we're licensed for 125 beds, located in the county seat of Johnson County, which is the fourth largest county in Indiana, not far from Indianapolis. Um, we have the main hospital building, and then also. Um, some off-site, obviously, locations as well. Um, so I think it's, you know, being a small system, what we really focus on is that we're led here in the community that we served. The mar- we understand the healthcare needs of this community. We're not taking marching orders from hundreds of miles away. So I think it, we're able to keep our finger on the pulse of what's happening in the community, what our community needs very well. And that's very important to us. And I think there's something to be said for when you, you know, you're providing care for your neighbors, the people you go to church with, people that you coach sports with, your kids are on the same teams with. So I think it, it really enables us to develop a more personalized experience here. Thank you. And you look at that, and people talk about sort of the financial picture. Some of the major systems have had major losses, but hopefully they're big enough to sustain them. Some of the small systems have done quite well. Some of the small systems have suffered major losses. How do you look at sort of assessing risk as a smaller system when you don't have quite the balance sheet of these billion-dollar or $30 billion systems? How do you sort of look at that as you sort of manage through different challenging times? Well, I'm not going to lie. It's tough. It's tough. We, we don't have the option of making a mistake. We can't make a large investment that doesn't pay off. We don't have deep pockets. And, you know, looking back, we just, you know, closed out 2022, and we were lucky. We barely squeezed out a margin. And I know we're very lucky because a lot of systems aren't that lucky. But we have to continue to look at the environment around us and pick and choose what we can do, and we have to do it well and and not let quality fall by the wayside. It, it's tough. But for instance, we recently, you know, we try. We we're deciding whether we needed to invest in radiation oncology, and just the numbers just didn't back it up. So we partnered with a tertiary system in the area for radiation oncology, and I think those are the kind of decisions we have to make all all the time. But I do feel that. You know, honestly, we have some of the lowest prices in the state of Indiana when you look at it. And I think we're able to provide high quality, affordable health care because we make good decisions. But there's always pressure to keep making those correct decisions. And I think as there's more financial pressures coming in the future, we're going to have to constantly look at our service lines. And does it make sense to continue to provide all the services that historically hospitals have provided when maybe you know, we're not that far from a bigger system that provides those services and can take advantage of economies of scale. Now, you said a number of different things. One of the things you said is that you did eke out a margin in 2023. How did you manage to do that? How close do you have to watch the bottom line, the growth, the staffing costs, everything else 
to be able to do that. Because I, I would say that you're in a minority of systems that were able to eke out margin last year. Any thoughts on how, how one can do that or, or what works? And is it easier to do it when you could manage a footprint that's easier to get your hands around than one of these mega footprints? It's very tough, but I think part of being a leader is you have to look into the future, not in the present. And I think a couple of years ago, when I talked to my executive team, we kind of saw what was what was going to be coming in the future. There weren't going to be as many government dollars. We're getting squeezed more by the large payers. And so we started running things pretty tight a couple of years ago. But we also expanded, you know, service lines that we felt we could gain market share in. We invested in some new providers in areas that were underserved in our in our area, and I think that really paid off. But I think it is we're we're always fearful because again we live in a very competitive marketplace and things can change. But we really have watched the balance sheet closely. We've watched our investment, we've watched our expenses. But one of the things I tell the team is, you know, we're not going to just manage expenses and have a bad month and look where we can cut. We really have to focus on growth and we have to continue that forward looking focus. Thank you. You mentioned something that I think is so true of mid sized, smaller businesses. This point on you can't afford to make very many big mistakes and still be in business because you just don't have this huge balance sheet to fall back on. I mean, some of the mega systems make several hundred million dollar mistakes, and that's not a negative on them, but but they're able to sort of rebound from those because they're big enough to, to try that or try to say make a bad acquisition to get into the insurance with the other things. You don't have that luxury as a smaller system. It, it, and I love that observation. Talk for a second about your this year coming up, the big priorities for this year, Dr. Dunkel. I think number one is focus on uh, employee recruitment and retention. I think you know, luckily, we've started to stabilize things here. We're clo- the closest to being fully staffed we have probably since the pandemic began. But, you know, that's that's at a cost. We've never paid more in, in salaries and benefits as an organization ever in the history of the organization. But so it's being, you know, it's it's creating that culture, that that culture where people want to stay. I, I recently, I'll be honest, I we recently hired a new practitioner and we and we were in orientation and she worked at a hospital that I know very well and and she just stopped me and said, Dr. Dunkel, I just want to thank you. I've had great time here. And she says, When I interviewed here, I walked down the hall and I was met with the smiling faces. Everyone asked me if they could help me. And she says, I've worked at this other um system for twelve years. And she goes, It's not like that anymore. And in some ways I was sad that she was having that experience, but also happy that we've created that culture. So Number one, I have to continue to foster that, make, make my employees feel wanted, make, make them feel like they're making a difference. I think that that is number one for 2023 from, from our hospital standpoint. Thank you. And I think that is also something that you could still do in a smaller system. You could do it through a handful of senior leaders that set the right culture, whereas in a major organization, it's harder to cascade that through an organization. Um, Talk a little bit about what you're most excited about going into this year. I'm, I'm really excited about being able to kind of get COVID and some of these things in the river mirror, though I think that it's going to be here to stay endemically. But I think we are back to where we, where we can focus on growth. What service lines can we expand um, trying to better serve this market? We're really starting to do more direct to employer contracting. I think that's a major focus for us moving forward, because I think we have to stay ahead of the curve. You read every day about 
private equity buying up positions. We've got CVS and the Amazons of the world getting more aggressive in healthcare. And what they're getting aggressive at is the parts of our business that actually make money, not the running an ER in the middle of the night and taking care of people who can't pay the things that, you know, hospitals have been doing for years and years, and I think have been taken for somewhat for granted. So I'm excited about growth. I'm excited about the fact that there's so much more we can do, especially in the field of mental health, where we're really trying to focus on that moving forward. Because as I told my board, our job is to, t is to meet the healthcare needs of this community. And I think when you look at the number of mental health beds out there, the number of mental health services outside, you know, that's probably one of the things we have the largest weight in our ED, trying to find placement. And we're not transferring people within the county that we, we're transferring all over the state looking for beds. So we're trying to find solutions there. And I'm really excited about trying to find those solutions. Thank you very, very much. Isn't that exciting? And take one moment. You transitioned into the CEO role four years ago. Talk about that transition as a physician into leadership, and how did you prepare yourself? Any thoughts on preparation and how you did so? Well, what I tell people, if you're thinking about being a physician leader, is get educated. You have to join professional associations. You have to go to meetings. I did go ahead and get my MBA. There's a whole other world out there. I laugh. We just made another uh, chief of staff transition this la as in January, and the chief of staff came to the first meeting, and they get invited to our board meetings. And it's inevitable. Every new This is the second new chief of staff since I've been here, and they always say, I just had no idea this much stuff went on behind the scenes at a hospital. And, I, and, and so that's why I say get involved. Um, and sometimes you have to, be, you have to realize you're, you might not get paid for that involvement. You're not going to get reimbursed. But you need to be willing to take on responsibility. You need to learn the more inner workings of the organization. And you need to become educated. Um, that's what I did. And I really realized how much I enjoyed it. In fact, I was... I had an old med student of mine reach out yesterday, and he just asked me how I liked the job. And you know, and I told him, I said, "Look, I miss seeing patients. I miss that intimate relationship. But I have the ability now to affect the healthcare of the community that I serve more than I ever could as an individual physician. And I relish that every day. It's what I'm excited. I come to work every day excited. I and I'm really grateful for my opportunity." Thank you very much for joining us. It's really, you know, you're inspirational to talk to. You're so positive, so upbeat. And I, and I love how you embrace the challenge and the culture that you and your team have built at Johnson Memorial. Dr. Dunkel, thank you as always for visiting with us today. I, I always want to say Dave Duncan, the famous catcher and pitching coach and, and, and so <laughs> forth. But I try and always correct myself to make sure I say Dr. Dunkel. David, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Great it's a pleasure always. Thank you. It really is a pleasure. Thank you very, very much. Have a great day.